Hello and welcome to Immortal Sounds with me, Amelia, and James over there. Hello. What's Immortal Sounds, Amelia? Immortal Sounds is our new podcast in which we'll be talking to different people about the sounds that have made up their lives. Um, they can be sounds from their past, from sounds that they mm. love now, music, film, soundtracks, anything goes as long as it's... Goes in your ears and into your brain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, first of all, uh, a little bit about sound and memory. Uh, echoic memory is actually one of the worst types of the ways that we remember things um, when it comes to either tactile what does memory. Echoic means of the ear, I suppose. Alright. Um, and yeah, it's one of, the, one of our least uh, effective ways of storing information initially, but actually when you come to access that information, sound is one of the most recognisable um, forms of knowledge. So the echoic memory is apparently like a holding tank. Um, Who said that? <laughs> um, Wikipedia. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so when we hear things, um, we take in the sounds, but they don't go straight to our brain before that. They're held in a, in a storage unit for a certain number of seconds before we've even started to process them. That's different than any other form of information that we take in, which is almost completely instant. Um, so yeah, it's almost as if we're trying to process what we're hearing before deciding what to make of that information, which is quite interesting, which might explain why you sort of have an instant reaction to music, but it takes a while before you develop a sort of emotional reaction to it. Or the songs that you love the most, the ones that you hate initially. Yes. Or repeated listening. Yes. Yes. And these sounds <laughs> sort of fall out of your memory a bit easier than any other information, which is maybe why we enjoy hearing the same things over and over again and don't get bored in the same way we do with other forms of information. There's, it's not something you can turn off. What sound. do you mean? Well, I mean, you can to some extent, but you can't turn your ears off. True. You can shut your eyes and you can block your nose and you can not put everything in your mouth. Yeah, so you have to be a bit more selective with what you decide is important and not important. It's just bombarded all the time, so there's no... uh, It's hard to sometimes differentiate things that you want to hear from things that you're just hearing because you have to hear it. True. Very true. I bought a PlayStation over Christmas and we were playing Red Dead Redemption. I don't even know what that is. It's like, a, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but you're a cowboy. Well, surely there's not that many cars or like bad things to be doing. No, in the you, can, of the you can you can rob other cowboys. No, I'm not a cowboy. I'm an outlaw. Okay. Yeah. Is it fun? It's well fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I mainly like concentrate on my horses. Um, what bro- you mean, like tending to them? Yes, I've been brushing them and um, <laughs> braiding their hair. Aww. One of them died actually. It's sad. Actually. But um, yeah, yeah, David, I've been doing that. What about you? <laughs> So James, what's the first sound that you've brought to the table today? Thanks for asking, Amelia. Number one is a man called Stanley, who uh, on my street where I live in East London, um, he is a local resident and he has been for a long time. Um, but he basically, I get woken up by him almost at least three or four times a week. He comes and does his weekly shop daily shop obviously um he'll like <laughs> pop up and down the high street um and he popped into the charity shops the like chemist 
the coffee shop and the Tesco. He'll go into all of them, and uh, he, he he but he dresses incredibly, and he kind of picks up a new outfit from the charity shop almost every day. Last week he was wearing a wedding like a mother of the bride, um, wedding hat wow. with, with a tail like a uh, not a veil but. Back sort of back like veil. A back veil, yeah. yeah. I don't know what that t- texture is, like netting, but sort of. Yeah, it's yeah. probably nylon, isn't it? Yeah. It could be silk. Satin. Could be something else, I guess. Yeah. He's a very enigmatic man, but he's also a very uh, nasally challenged young older man. Yeah. And that he, every morning he'll come and like blow his nose into the into a bin. Oh. But it's great and it's endearing. He's got a um. He's not a Zimmer frame. It's like a wheelie frame, which you can put your shopping in and stuff as well, and they'll like kind of walk along with yeah, that. Yeah, like a. They call them shopping trolley. Yeah, but it's also like part shopping trolley, part Zimmer frame. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and when he's walking he's walking along with the Zimmer frame wearing like three different shades of purple for his whole outfit and like big gloves or like he'll come in and sometimes be wearing like a U- United States of America themed outfit, um, which is pretty powerful. Does he tend to dress in themes? Yeah, yeah, he's he's got a really strong sense of style. Um, and style yeah, very distinct. What was the mother of the bride theme? Was it headstone mother of the bride? Or? Not, no, not really. The hat kind of, it was more like, it's more mainly colours, I think. Or, mm. yeah, yeah, colours. But then also, also, yeah, he'll have like an American flag themed, but that's, again, based on the colours mainly. Or the, just the flag itself. <laughs> but anyway, he'll come and, uh, he'll come and blow his nose into it and then kind of into a tissue and then pop it in a bin. There's about maybe three or four bins that I can see from my window. Um, looking over like a sort of little pedestrianised road. And is it area. the same one or is it... No, he goes, there's like maybe two or three different ones. He he lives on a road behind me, I know now, but he kind of shuffles up and then, yeah. Anyway, so that's a no, uh, it's a nose, that's a noise. That's one of the nasal uh, <laughs> echoic memories. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, and it, to some people it might be super annoying to hear someone like doing a little nose trumpet in the morning, but what I do is it means that he, he kind of, it's usually like between eight and half eight. And at the time, time that I tend to be getting up anyway, and I'll just kind of go over to the window, just think, oh, there he is. It's nice. And then pop back in. But he's... So one of his daily rituals has become part of your routine as well. I guess it has, Amelia, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, James, that was great. So... <laughs> I know, I was there. Um, so what did your home sound like? You know, what's your earliest sort of memories of sound? Well, I'm thinking of a particular house. We moved from... I would have been six when we moved from this house. And I remember parts of that house. So it's yeah, the house I was at until I was six. Okay. So that's going to be the earliest memories. Um, musically, it's Lighthouse Family, Lifted, um, some M People, Search for the Hero, Bit of Oasis. Ooh, quite soulful. Well, yeah, um, but also popular um, of the time. And I don't know, I'm not sure about... What Oasis songs were around when you were growing up? Probably don't look back in anger, so that's that's what's the story? Morning Glory, that album. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like all of those, all those songs have maybe it's because it's my 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 memory of it, but it's got like a a hint, tinge of melancholy to them. Yeah. <clears throat> Certainly not a, like oh, I remember like fucking happy man. Not musically, but yeah. I mean, there's not um, yeah. Up until so I was six when I left. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think about it. You mean but, music, or you mean just the sounds? Yeah, I want to be able to say like I remember my mum's onions <laughs> frying or something, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't. So tell us about your second sound, James. It was 
the train announcement, Tannoy announcement from uh, Tottenham Park Station. Oh, yeah. From which I used to live about 10 metres away. I used to live above uh, the Eight of the Nights bar, for those who know, is a wicked place to stay until... It's probably the only place in that area that's open until 2am on a weekday, so if you find yourself gasping... That's quite a good time for... But also living above it. Hard push to find many places open until 2 and Hard push, hard! (laughs) No, it's alright. But yeah, I lived above it, and yeah, about 10 metres away from um, Tuffner Park Underground Station, and most mornings, probably Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, they would often play a Tannoy announcement practicing for an emergency situation so the first time i ever heard it it would just be like um emergency alert blah blah blah. um you need to evacuate the station now everyone needs to get out this is the general message of the announcement and i would just be sat there in bed just just sat there going what what do i do like if there's a bomb then it's going me yeah, it's going to go in you, all right? <laughs> it's going to blow me right Shrapnel up. <laughs> coming out your eyeballs. Yeah. I had a funny thing on the way here in that I popped into an off-licence through the train and walking here and they were like, I picked up a bottle of wine and I kind of put it at the bar and it said like, bar, <laughs> counter, and it said like, and there's 304 people dead from the attacks in Paris. And I like, turned around and I was like, what the fuck's going on? It was like a, a fake news broadcast from, a, from like a Black Mirror type TV show. They were just sat there watching it and it was really fucked me up for like a half a second. Whoa. Yeah, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is, the, what is one of your worst sounds? What sounds do you really hate hearing? People chewing gum. Yeah. I, I can't understand it. I don't mind that. I fucking hate it. I've been having recurring nightmares about chewing gum. And also, I've just really gone off chewing gum. I don't understand what it is. What are your nightmares? It's a nightmare. This happened... This, I had one last night. I woke up in a cold sweat. It's trying to pull chewing gum out of my mouth, but it's it's trapped in my throat. There's loads of it. Oh and it's just constant... I'm trying to constantly pull it. It's all stuck to my teeth. And I'm just pulling chewing gum out now, and I can't get it out of my throat. But it's a really common dream. I've looked it up on the internet. And yeah, it, more than just me is having the dream... I think it's meant to be something to do with uh, feeling that there's a problem that is overwhelming you and frustrating you. I yeah. suppose it's just like running and not getting anywhere, that kind of thing. Yeah, but also perhaps a little bit more uh, uh, painful. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, yeah. closer to, it's a bit more sort of health. Yeah. I mean, like you can run and not get anywhere, but you can... Yeah, sleep yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, it's claustrophobic. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it sounds grim. Yeah, I've completely gone off chewing them. But yeah, chewing gum, I can't stand it, and it just drives me insane. And I, I, I guess, I think my dad always used to chew gum, but not, he was not, he's not a, uh, because it's just, it's just rude, and it's very... Does it mean you hate your dad? No, because I was going to say, like, he would chew gum, and um, my sister, both my sisters would, but not, they're not, they're polite people, you know. Are you well, making it well sound as if they're dogging or something, not chewing <laughs> <laughs> they're not honestly. They're normal people. Um, <laughs> they've been well brought up. They're educated. But they, but they, you know, they have healthy relationships with with everyone. <laughs> they, you know, chew gum with. Um, but yeah, no, no, they, they, um, they don't, they don't do it. But maybe there was like a, a hint of it every now and then. Mm. Like so, I'd be in cars and like every other, every ten minutes, I might hear it, mm. and it would annoy me. Mm. But now there's actually there's actually people out there in the universe that do it every time, like every yeah. every 
chew. Of a chew? Yeah. Is is a is a is a a dagger it's into that my sort brain. Of squelchy Oh I don't Yeah, and it's just so rude and I go yeah. I kinda of, I, I I really envy those people. Yeah. Because of how sort of unaware they are and just ignorant and just bliss, their, their brazen ignorant. Yeah. brazen ignorance. I wish I was that person, but mm. unfortunately I'm not. Because I don't like gum. Bye gum. What I'm realising is that, you know that bit in um, Wayne's World when they go live but Wayne has just quit and Garth's left to do his own skit. You know, that, that pressure of, okay, so the floor's yours, time for you to talk. Like, I'm, in that say? instance, I'm Garth. It's like, what does he say? I can't remember. It certainly does suck. <laughs> no, that's not... I know, but I was just thinking of other bits. I see you've done your hair up. Was that huh? the, the, the whole time? No. Yeah, my hair. Yeah. Yeah, it was up. Oh, oh actually... Yeah, it was like that, wasn't it? I knew something had changed. Oh. It's not just my ears that work. <laughs> Eyes are important too, gang. <laughs> Ear gang, that could be the name of our listeners. Ear gang. Ear gang. Yeah, we need a name for them, don't we? What, ear... What's... Wigs. Ear lobes. Ear lads. Ear wigs. Ear wigs is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, is it, you like that is one, it ear rude? Nah, ear wigs, but you're ear wigging. You let, you yeah. Sort of, but that's all right. I mean, it's a podcast. That's what you're meant to do. Yeah. So shut up. All right, ear wigs. <laughs> um, what do you... What, what sound most reminds you of being really happy? What's the sound that you kind of revert to or song or, you know... Whatever it is. Do you know what? I didn't think I could answer this question, but... Because yeah, you're so bloody miserable. <laughs> God, I'm melancholic and interesting. Um, no. Well, unfortunately, it's a music wall again. But there's mm. something that I... like. You know, it's okay. Right, thanks. You know, <laughs> like, um, end of year, I use Spotify, um, but you do, like, end of year, most listened to stats thing. No. Okay, well, at, at the end of every year, you can look at your most listened to artists, albums, tracks, whatever. Yeah. And for the last maybe four or five years, it's, number one is always Alex G. Oh, yeah. Because I just think he's just brilliant. Yeah, you introduced me to him. He's really good, isn't he's, he? He's brilliant. And I, don't, I think he's just a really good songwriter, but also there's just like a warmth to the... Um, there's a warmth to the production because it's all sort of him doing it and it's come from like being a bedroom thing to just being a bedroom thing but also going into like a live band or whatever. What do you mean by warmth to production? It's just like, you can just tell that it's so tenderly made and it's just, that it's him in his bedroom. I think he originally tried to start making like electronic music, but but couldn't, or couldn't quite do it, so he just started writing songs. And he's just got like such a humanity to the to the track, and they all just, they're just such, he's just a really good songwriter, yeah. and everything else is kind of secondary. So the production values are just like, um, whatever's around him, he's got a guitar and he can put it through this, effects or this amp or whatever but it's just it's never like um it's very organic and yeah. i think that there's there's like the opening out the opening track to an album that i, I think it's i can't remember which album it is but it's the track called memory and it just kind of like starts like i'm not gonna maybe i'll just play it now <laughs>
just sort of settle into the next half an hour or so and it's just uh i don't get bored of listening to it which is kind of uh weird yeah and luckily he's quite prolific so there's like you know 10 albums alex g check him out um do you enjoy silence or do you struggle with that um i don't know because there's like absolute silence yeah which i've only had really I mean, I had it maybe in, I went to Berlin August last year and went to see, it was, it's a, it's a, it's like a, a collection. It was, I'll edit in me saying it, but there's something collection. Führer, like Führer, Führer collection? Führer? (laughs) No, it was like F-E-U-R-L-E, I think, or Führer. Um, But it was a collection of like artifacts and someone's art that it was presented in this old telecommunications bunker. Uh, built built during the war but then never actually was um put into use you know the, the structure's still there and it's this yeah. fucking enormous like concrete bunker it's on a few different levels and um it's along the river in, in berlin but yeah it's like go, before you went in to see this collection which was just like beautifully presented in like total darkness but then elements like it was just so well lit uh yeah it's a recommendation if you're in berlin um but but before going into the room, you had to like, this is how we're going to prepare you for the collection, the art and the exhibition. You just had to be in silence for a few moments in complete darkness. And then they played a Brian Eno composition for a few minutes. And it was going from like complete darkness and complete silence for maybe 30 seconds, but could have easily been five minutes. Yeah. And then like a very sort of slow ambient minimal track and it was just like coming out of that and then going into the exhibition it was it really i i think if i could do that every morning i would yeah like it really yeah. does uh sort of almost reset. meditative yeah yeah absolutely meditative and it's like yeah i don't do meditation or anything but it was it's like a very physical you can't deny being pitched up it does yeah it does um deprive you of yeah and it's and so that's nonsense like, in a way well yeah but it's also really alarming like being a complete darkness is like pretty difficult not to freak out but yeah once you adapt to it it really does sort of reset you and set you like a yeah in a really good um space to be well, that's what it says in in my notes for open compiling that um <coughs> because you have this sonic memory this echoic memory that can only store information for a short amount of time then everything that you hear is almost judged based on what you heard before. So the, the information you're processing as you're hearing it is in complete uh, comparison to the last thing you heard or the few things you heard before. Yeah. So I guess, it, yeah, it's interesting to hear, to see, you know, what, you'd, you know, what you do think of sounds when they've been de- kept away from any other yeah, sound. Yeah, and, and like similarly, if you've, if you've just been to see, like, I don't know, you've been to see a really loud band and then you... You go to silence. You, you yeah. have the like. Oh god. Tinnitus. No, not tinnitus. But there's a. Oh, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna come in and edit the word in. But there was, there was an album that Lee Gamble made a record about. Oh, yeah. Diversions ninety four ninety six. Oh yeah. That one that's like um, no, it was Koch actually, but it was it was like using a lot of um, I'm gonna remember the word. It's like a, not vampire like not, something memory like gar not ghastly. Like, cool. Va- Oh, phantom, yeah, phantom sound. Oh, yeah. 
I like the way your brain was working to get to that. Ghastly ghost, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got there. But it is, it's phantom sound when you come out of a club, you've been there for six hours and you've just been hearing like, mm, 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 yeah. mm. When you sit in bed, you can sort of still hear it. And it yeah. is because your brain is still processing it. Yeah. And he sort of made a record referencing parts of that because it's, you know, sort of very filtered based. Is it just that your ears are jangling as well? Is, it, is, is there, I mean, is that a thing that like, do your, like, yeah. receive, receiving instruments, like, vibrate? Yeah. Or? I mean, there's, Probably, I don't know. Like, but there's, I'm sure there's, like, there's an actual physical yeah. reason for it, but there's yeah. certainly a mental reason for it as yeah, well. Yeah. If you've just been bombarded with that and then you go to complete silence, there's still yeah. remnants of it. Yeah. But equally, well, maybe not equally, but on the, on the other hand, if you've just been in complete silence, then you're really searching for something. Yeah. Like really sort of waiting in your ears, sort of the level of focus just goes to a much smaller level. So when you do then yeah. hear like this brand, you know, composition creep in really sort of, it's like, oh, okay, that's the level I'm working at now. Yeah. What is that? Is that a train? No. No. The fireworks. Yeah, I can't see them, but you definitely hear them. Do you have a final sound for us? <coughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the last sound. Obviously, this podcast will be, or is and will be, about sound in general, but obviously, it's going to be a large, large part of it is going to be music. So yeah, the third sound is, is broadcast Tender Buttons album. Um, because I guess it was a bit of a turning point for me in music in the, uh, I went to a festival in Portugal and the headliners that year were, it must have been like 2012, I think. Um, so I would have been 19 and the headliners were, um, Stone Roses, after they just kind of reformed Radiohead and The Cure. Yay. Which, yeah, is pretty, um. Yeah, if you're a nineteen-year-old indie kid, it's it's pretty, you know, pretty good. <laughs> Just a bunch of good lads up on the stage. There was also I think like James Murphy was DJing, and I was I liked Wallpaint at the time, and they were playing, and a couple of others, um, maybe Parquet Courts, some good punk. Yeah. Um, pop punk. Yeah. Um, I anyway. Like, I like Parquet Courts. Yeah, me too. Like. Yeah. Quality, quality, punk. Quality <laughs> pop punk. <laughs> I'm just trying not to alienate my, my punk fans <laughs> who make you think that I think that that's genuine, real. And also on that holiday, that festival, I met Robert Smith from The Cure and I think you might have seen the photo. I don't think I have actually. Well, you wouldn't forget if you have because I am chubby. <laughs> what people thought you were Robert Smith when he was you. Um, yeah, I mean, if I looked like him when he was younger, I would be, I'd take that as a compliment, so thank <laughs> you. Anyway, yes, yeah, so I went to that festival, uh, met Robert Smith. And yeah, I was quite happy with my friends. But uh, but the main thing that happened during that trip was that I read the Crab Rock sampler by Julian Cope and get woken up at like half seven in the morning after being up quite late. <laughs> yeah, pretty late. This is and a, then, uh, <laughs> turning into a real <laughs> festival anecdote, isn't it? Yeah, but like yeah, just being like on this unbearable heat and like doing what do I do all day and just sit there and read the, read this Crab Rock sampler and discovered amazing Crab Rock music. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, listen to broadcast.
right back at you, friend. Uh, what's your num- number one sound of... Uh, what's your number one sound? Well, I found it quite hard to think of sounds, so I am quite worried about how easy it's going to be for the people when we actually have guests on the show. But the I could only think about the past. I can't reflect on now in a way, so mm. I just was going it's back to being... Yeah, I can't, like, compute that right now. But, but also, I guess that goes back to your initial point in which it takes a bit of time for, for sounds to cement in your memory. Yeah. Or cement in your... Like, I'm not hearing what you're saying right now. No, I'm... I'm Tomorrow not... I'll understand, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I'll laugh at all your jokes yeah. in bed. But right now I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm bored as hell. But yeah, so the, when, I was, uh, when I was younger, I guess, one of the most defining sounds was we grew up in a house that was right next to the motorway. Which and the M42. Lovely motorway. Yeah, the M42 just next to Solly Hill Bypass. And... Oh, yeah. There's that bridge that's like an arch. That's my bridge. Earlswood. Oh, yeah. no. no. That's no, not mine. I think it's like a blue sort of... Um, I'm next to a like... bridge. Well, either way, the bit There's of the motorway no which is next to I my house is only... The bridge is basically a one house down from where my dad's house is. Mm. So the motorway was quite loud. Right. Um, but in a really ambient... Um, yeah, ambient way. And that was something that I think there's a lot of the ambient sounds that I grew up with I mean that I do actually really enjoy some noise and some clatter and chatter going on all the time. So the motorway I used to love falling asleep to that. It made me feel that maybe I wasn't on my own. I felt less scared knowing that there were just people driving past. I mean, it didn't go as deep as that, but I just know that I felt comforted by the sound of yeah. traffic. And my parents were just, you know, suburban Abigail's party type people at the time. Abigail's? Abigail's party, yeah. Do you know it? No. It's just a play, or, and I don't know. I know it is a reference, but not as something I've ever actually seen. So but you've, it's... Been, you've been found out, haven't you? <laughs> you got me. <laughs> but no, it's, I, mean, I mean, it was a play, and I think it might have been a TV series in the 70s, but it's that kind of 70s dinner party, like, swilling wine... Um, like suburban culture, you know, matching sofas and all that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. And my parents were like Middle really, class. I remember, yeah, basically. <clears throat> and I remember my parents were really just those sorts of people. They were quite social. So we'd always have people downstairs and I'd just be napping upstairs. And um, that, the, the sound, I don't know, this, all those sounds, those different sounds, but the sounds of just being in bed and having some kind of... Um, dimmed noise or yeah just somehow like softened that I really liked that when I was younger that was yeah. something I really enjoyed growing up with and I guess the um the opposing uh like chatter of downstairs while there's also like maybe a reassuring yeah car going past going like oh I mean it's not just that there's, there's, yeah. there's the whole world outside here it's not just yeah it is actually it is that thing it just feels really reassuring that was probably something I really like. goes on it's, it's yeah not, there's people around we're all, we're all out here. yeah I really like that yeah, it's like too. I've always loved having like if I have people around for a party I actually want to go to bed and have people still partying downstairs yeah, I would yeah. prefer it if it was like that the thought that maybe I could wake up and come back downstairs and the people would still yeah. be there when going to bed doesn't feel <laughs> yeah when you're not like yeah. yeah, like no, I, I, want, I want life to still go on. I think some people think, you know, if they leave the room, they'd rather 
life stopped and they but I I really don't want that I want everything to still continue and then maybe yeah, I'll just like opt in and out when I want to yeah it's healthy yeah but I guess there's yeah the difference well it's, it's funny you come back to the if you're having a party your your parents <laughs> we're sleeping upstairs yeah, you're, 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 yeah no no yeah well yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> but there's that like when I was traveling around America and that it's just yeah. the, the sounds that you really expect but they do sound so Cowboys. good. Cowboys. Well, you go to you go to. I was in Texas for a bit, and in Big Bend, the national park there. Howdy. And you, we would just be sitting out, and you'd hear a sign swinging. You know that creaky like. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, or otherwise something going around. And then you'd hear a car go, meow, and or pull up, and then you'd hear boots with spurs and then coming you'd up. Go, well, they, well, ain't that a thing? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've written down scene slash sound slash community. Okay. And I'm trying to maybe work towards a question which is asking, is there like a, uh, a sound or a, yeah, something that you, you... Or is there a community that you feel a part of and then as part of that community do you identify to a sound? Mm. Or it, as you know, a scene is maybe a less, more trendy yeah. word, but... Um, I think I think that within my I think within my social group or the people that I tend to hang out with, there are some there are some real similarities in terms of how the sort of life we choose to have, which seems to involve some kind of wild hedonism followed by a bit of like extreme quiet and I don't know maybe there's a bit yeah, more yeah. of a di- like extreme extremities yes sure extreme extremeness to it so so maybe there's like something in that. That like maybe needing, you know, to listen to Brian Eno one day and then Fugazi the next or something. Yeah. Maybe that's like then maybe that's something that seems to join no, people. I think like that's, that's a good point. Or like yeah. certainly Saturday night music and Sunday morning music. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, I guess, yeah. It. it uh, I mean, as far as I, as long as I've known you, it's been, um, like full time work. Yeah. Sort of. So weekend is you know you go out the weekend and you. Yeah. And you. So there's definitely something out, uh, yeah, Saturday night, Sunday mornings. I'm going to ask for your second sound, please, Amelia. Oh, this one's another one from my youth. It's every Christmas, including the one just gone, which Nick, my boyfriend, came up to mine for the first time, can have a Phillips Birmingham Christmas. And it's a tradition in my dad's house that we'll... Um, open our stockings in the morning, which we had, and Nick had his own stocking, and, and then got Dad a stocking as well. But, um, so everyone opened their stockings in bed, and then Dad puts on this record downstairs, which is by... Uh, um, and the filth? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know. Um, it's by a guy called Bert Camphart, and it's a really sort of soft, shuffly jazz-type record, a bit like Twin Peaks sort of... Uh, who's the guy who did the other twin? Angelo. Angelo Balamanti. Yeah, that's it. Worst sound. Do you have a worst sound? I've got loads, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll pick one. One of the ones <laughs> I don't like, which I don't, I don't actually hate the sound of it, but it really gets on my tits every day, is the sound of the tube. Did I say that already? Oh, uh, just, yeah. No, you didn't. But the volume of it. Yeah. 
But it's so loud and the frequency is exactly the same as anything that I would even try and listen to with, to block out with my headphones. So if I'm listening to a podcast or trying to have a conversation with anybody, yeah. I can't hear it. Uh, my next question is West Midlands. Yeah. That's not the question, but that's the jumping off point. What's the sound of the West Midlands? Maybe, but also me and you are both from there. Yeah. And there's there's a... I'm from Solihull and James is from Shrewsbury. Yes. He's interested. But I think there's sounds that probably, other than, I guess, accents aside, not that Shrewsbury has much of a sort of Birmingham accent, but... Yeah. One more point is, is there a sound that makes you think of the... Is, is maybe... My question is, is, <laughs> is there a sound that I think that maybe encapsulates or identifies the West Midlands or your association with it, your, you know, your relationship with it? Well, I just thought of, I don't think it's specific to the West Midlands, but I just, it made me think of immediately was like, thank you, driver. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just did it in the accent. <laughs> like... Well, and I think of the sound of the train of going into Birmingham, like you know, like the certain. I think it's like I think of it because like each train has its specific. Birmingham, Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Birmingham does have an actual sound to it. I think if I think about the city, it has, it has like an acoustic quality because I think, the buildings are all shaped a certain way. It's actually quite. It's most of it isn't that. Most of the build, like most of it was probably was it bombed a lot of, yeah, and so it, it a lot of the buildings were more um, they're quite far apart and they're quite big you know like loads of things are like new builds in the actual city centre it's quite new build it feels spacious like it feels like there's a lot of room above it's not very yeah. it's not very <clears> narrow and I think that gives it like a certain quality I know that sounds really wanky but it is true no I yeah so it's true. got like a kind of a bit of a stark sound to it it doesn't sound if you go somewhere like Manchester it's a sound that you're imagining though. No, no well, I'm, I, I'm trying to, yeah. But, 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 but I mean, like, um, I, I think it's interesting. No, I don't, I don't think, because I think Birmingham is quite a warm place, but I think it sounds but, but, less warm. But you're, than, sound, you're thinking of the way that the city sounds, rather than, you know, you're thinking about how it... No, I'm not, no, okay. I'm, not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I'm thinking, like, if you go to Manchester... <laughs> if you could make a sound that represents, what would it be? <laughs> I guess me and you wanted to do a podcast, um... To do, you know, to do something, to do a pro- to do a project, or to, yeah. like, to 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 do something creative, or to like give ourselves some, some fun work to do. Yeah. But then we chose to do it on sound, and I'm maybe wondering if why that is. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you listen to many podcasts? Yeah. Sh- yeah. <laughs> you can say it. Go on. I say shit. Notes. <laughs> I yeah. say shit notes. I listen to lots of some podcasts a lot of time. But I I listen to a lot as well. But that's quite a recent thing for me like a strange thing that suddenly happened that I've just suddenly got really into talk radio or something yeah. is that I don't know how long have you been listening to them uh, well definitely my gate, gateway was like comedy and probably yeah. still is the main sort of podcast I listen to main, yeah, yeah I mean um, sort of yeah I think I, I listened to the Richard Gervais ones and then Russell Brand and then maybe got more into comedy yeah, yeah. I used to go to loads of comedy stuff and I think I think that's like a, it's a thing isn't it that a bit like reading, you know, when people, like when I'd stopped reading for ages and I love reading, that was always my favourite pastime. But then you get out of the habit and then you realise it actually is a habit and you kind of have to 
exercise that yeah. thing that is it's a practice yeah. when I had like a week back in London at Christmas I bought a Playstation and yeah. I listened to the Beastie Boys audiobook which was 12 hours worth why did you have to have a Playstation to do that? I didn't but I, I did oh. <laughs> I, bought, I came back and I was like I'm going to buy a Playstation and and I, and I was worried that it would be a waste of money and sort of like, you know, be a useless part of my time and yeah. useless use useless of my time. Yeah. And, um, but it's not, it's really good. And, um, and so those few days when I came back on like the 28th to the 31st, I just kind of popped out, popped in and out of my house, going to see friends, eating and like being fairly healthy lifestyle, but yeah. would spend my most of night, my nights would end up just kind of watching, sorry, playing PlayStation and listening to this. Beastie Boys podcast, which was like, I. Oh, I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. James has a track he wants to record. I want to recommend a track. I think it's a nice thing to do for the, for the podcast. It is a nice thing to do. And the track I want to recommend is called Crimes and it's by a band called Terry. Hey, I know Terry. Yeah, absolutely. From Brighton. Maybe. Yeah. They might well be. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Really know much about, there's just a track called, called Crimes and it's really sort of, it's so, uh, it makes so much sense as a song, as in like it just feels like a perfectly timed and written song. all the way through yeah hmm, do I need a recommendation now well you ridiculed me for trying to do mine and now look at you trying to jump on the recommendation bandwagon I'm going to bandwagon <laughs> I'm going to recommend Bonnie by Prefab Sprout which is a really lovely song thank you you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> I guess that draws us towards the end of what was the first Immortal Sounds podcast. Uh, yeah. But thank All you right. for listening, and we will join you in a month's time. <laughs>